Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. Welcome to the third hour of Backbone Radio this evening. Yes, Matt Dunn on board with you. Hello, Saddle Pals, and Blake, the man behind the glass who knew Wooly Bully. In two notes, he nailed Wooly Bully, the music man. Right back there, he's got the beard and he's got the uh, the hat. What do you call is that a Is it a cap, a hat? It's a, like a winter cap because there's like snow on the ground, kind of melted. It's a sombrero. Yeah. How do you get earphones over a sombrero? It can't be done. We have our headsets here in the studio. But uh, looking good back there, my man. And we are going to play Wooly Bully. Did you get that? We're going to play it right now. And you know what? And I thought I was going to play some Monkey Business by Elvis. The lead into that, we might just play that because I keep saying these things and Blake doesn't know where they came from in this case. And he's gonna, we're going to have to educate Blake on some Elvis and some Sam the Sham momentarily. I wanted to work this in. I want to get to Elon Musk and the slave-driving corporate America thing. I can't play the Elon clip. I tried that last night. But uh, Elon sometimes speaks in such salty, blunt language that you just can't do it. We tried to blot it out, but there's so much of it in there. But good old Elon. He's a genius and all that, but he's not... He's not above using profanity once in a while. In my tender ears, and Blake's tender ears, we just can't handle that. We we can't even, oh, you know. <laughs> so, but this Rod Blagojevich wanted to get this in there, but part of why the left is so nervous. By the way, tons of text to studio slamming De Niro. People don't like De Niro anymore. People can't do De Niro. Wow. And I agree with that. I can't watch the man anymore. I He's so bad politically and such such a jerk politically and so dumb, so low IQ dumb that uh, I, I can't watch the guy's movies anymore. You know, and I, I used to like Heat and um, a few of the other ones. Can't think of them now. Been so long since I've seen him. But thank you for the echoes on not digging De Niro. Anyway, back to Rod Blagojevich, Blagojevich, the guy who um, was the Democrat governor of Illinois and then tried to sell Obama's Senate seat or something. I don't know what he did. He did something bad, something bad. And so he got thrown in jail, and he ended up in jail here (laughs) in Colorado. And Trump pardoned the guy. Trump pardoned him, which is kind of interesting. But Rod has come out and said this, um, as a twice-elected Democrat governor, grateful to the black community for their overwhelming support, I predict that in 2024, black voters who are sick and tired of being taken for granted by the Dems 
will vote for Trump in record numbers, end quote. Blagojevich sees it happening. I see it happening. You look at the data. This is, again, why the Stalinists are getting so darn nervous. African-Americans are digging on Trump. They don't have any use for Biden or Kamala Harris, like none. And so get ready for this. Uh, One of the BLM founders became very disillusioned with BLM and said, came out named Mark Fisher. He's endorsed Donald Trump. And DeSantis replied, oh, no, now Trump's in bed with BLM. (laughs) So pathetic. This BLM guy is seeing the light. He's like, oh, man, that BLM stuff was bad. I should never have done that. Man, that was stupid. And now he's a supporter of Trump. Cool. So remember, that's another thing I said four years ago. Last time it was crunch time, I said, wow, look at African-American support for Trump is really going straight up. Watch this. It's more than any other Republican by far we've ever seen since Lincoln. (laughs) And... um, And then the whole BLM thing got off the ground. See, it was crunch time four years ago, and then we had a virus and we had the BLM thing, right? And then we had to change the way we vote. And that that was all a mechanism, in my opinion, to take down Trump, as I've been saying all along. But it gets so propagandized and so much left and right, the blizzardy stuff, it's hard to see the big picture, but I got it. I got the big picture. So that's Blagojevich says, look out. And, um, I mean, that's MAGA 2024. If Trump outperforms again with the African-American community, Hispanic community, Asian community, all the poll data is there. It's all there right now. And for the record, it's way more than Haley has, DeSantis has, and Krispy Kreme have. See? See? Um, you just cannot make a case. You know, they used to say, oh, well, Trump can't win. Trump can't. Well, if Trump cannot win, it's only because the deep state cheats, changes, you know, the way we vote or starts World War Three or another virus or you know what I'm saying? They pull one of the stunts that I went over in hour one in gruesome detail. I gave them all kinds of ideas. They'll come up with something. But real quick, I was intending to mention about Elon Musk, and again, you can't play his clips, but here, here's, here's one I can get away with. I mean, he's slamming these people. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. F*** them. Blank them, and that's the attitude. You see these censors, you see the Stalinists, you see the liars, the hoaxers, the propagandists, the rest of it, trying to tell you you're just blank you. It's the Breitbart response. Blank you in response to all the propaganda, all of it. You're seeing Elon Musk take that approach. You've seen Donald Trump is the absolute leader of taking that response. Tucker Carlson is in there. We're seeing people who are saying no to the gulag and saying no to the freaks on top, the corruption on top, and want to put America first here. You're seeing that. You're seeing people kick down the doors of the gulag, and you can feel it. You can feel these people getting nervous, the ones that have broken that golden rule and have... Something on their conscience that's not sitting well with them. They don't want free speech, okay? They've been used to censoring and blocking out any of the voices that are problematic for ruling class power. 
And so with Elon Musk planting a flag for free speech on Twitter X, the big corporations are coming out and trying to help bankrupt Twitter X. And that's why Elon is saying, blank you. I would play another beautiful, beautiful clip of Elon for five minutes. He goes on and on slamming these corporations, the globalist America last corporations. But there's too darn much profanity. I would love to do it. Elon, it's, I mean, it's a masterpiece if your tender ears can handle it, which I would love to be able to play it on air. But uh, we're very tender. We have very tender ears in the studio. I don't think our audience has tender ears. I think you guys are, like, way tough, way tough. Backbone Country is tough, tough, tough. <laughs> Savvy, elite, high IQ, and you can handle it, but your host, timidly, can't play Elon's profanity. Anyway, so Elon is going after Walmart, Disney, Comcast, Apple, Coca-Cola, IBM, and Microsoft. These are these huge companies that are trying to bankrupt Twitter X. Because they do not want free speech. Is that not infuriating? These American icon companies that have essentially almost monopolistic holds over the consumer. You feed them dollars every day. You, all of those companies, I just, you, you feed them dollars out of your paychecks every day. Every dang day you, you, for the crap that they serve you. And I like some of the Apple stuff, whatever. But you, you feed them money. And they respond by trying to enslave you, by trying to put you in a gulag, by telling you they don't want you to be permitted to speak your mind or have any free speech. They want to blank out Twitter X. They want to bankrupt it. They've pulled their advertising budgets from Twitter X because they don't want free speech. The people that your paychecks go to, these huge corporations, man, they are in bed with government. They are in bed with the censorship industrial complex that feels like, oh, they can't win elections if they don't have the power to censor you and shut you down, right? There's something particularly barbarous in all this, and Elon, with the blank you response to all of that, is spot on, ladies and gentlemen. Say no to the gulag, and be aware of these corporations that you have to send your money to. You almost have to. And they want you in, in jail. They, they, want, they don't want your voice anywhere. On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710, KNUS. There we go, The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunny Men. Blake back there saying this is the Donnie Darko film theme song, opener and closer. I played this one last night, last night, when I was guest hosting for Brother Randy Corcoran. Little reminder, there's going to be six podcasts go up tonight, as in six hours. They're all fun. They're all glory, glory, glory. If you have time to check them out and subscribe to the Backbone Radio podcast. This song's been rolling around in my head ever since I played it last night on Corporate. I thought, well, I'm going to bring it back again. And we played some Echo in Hour One. Echo and the Bunnymen, Ian McCullough. At any rate, you know, I, uh, 
we're off to the phone lines here. And by the way, I want to—I have to play two music clips before the phone lines. But I, oh, oh, one last point about Elon. These corporations, these are the big billionaires. Remember, they want you in the dark. They do not want you having any free speech. They want to shut you up. They want the power to shut you up. And you pay them. Your money goes to them. You pay them so that they can tell you that they want to bankrupt Twitter, the one last bastion of free speech on this planet, and they're trying to shut it down. Facebook, no free speech there. Google, none of that there. Instagram, none of that there. Elon Musk is taking huge risks planting a flag for free speech, which we absolutely need to save this country and to save the darn planet. And the big corporations, again, that you're feeding your money to are trying to shut it down. Your money gets used against you. We are slaves to these people. We are slaves to these people. And the same thing happens with our IRAs and our 401ks when they end up with BlackRock and Vanguard, and they take your money and they turn it woke. They use it against you. They use it against your own best interests and what you would choose to do with your own money. This is one thing that Vivek has been all over. Vivek has been nailing this home. I do hope in the next Trump administration, Vivek has a place in there to go after woke capital. Okay, I won't go off on that too much tonight, but we had by popular request, we had this, I, we, we, we were humming this in the last hour. What, what is it? Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. Sam the Shem. And the Pharaoh. There we go. All of you folks on Text the Studio that requested it, we actually did it. There we go. We we can't play all of it. But that opener is classic, is it not? And by the way, if you watch the video for this, Sam the Sham is wearing like a turban, right? He's got the thing on his head. The wrap. He's got his head wrapped. All right, let's fade that one out. We're going to fade that one down. And you know what? We're going to save the Elvis one for the next segment because I just I had another text to studio here. By the way, hat tip to Sam the Sham. The one and only. No one else was doing what that guy did. I think he only had like one song, right? But that was a good one. No, there's another. There, he has another song? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Big Bad Wolf. Or no, uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Really? Yeah, Is yeah. it good? Yeah, it's pretty dope. All right. <laughs> it's dope. I didn't, uh, but I had somebody text in saying they need a barbershop update from Great American Eric. And of all things, Great American Eric calls in. And by the way, he brought us burritos tonight. And where where is the text? Uh I've got it here somewhere. Anyway, but I had Eric, Great American, are you on? We we had text the studio asking for a barbershop update, and I don't know if your ears were ringing, but welcome, sir. How are you? I'm good. Now that I'm on the line with you, you Great American. <laughs> you know what, Dr. Don? I forgot to mention, which is not a good thing, that George Santos. Yeah. He is the first Republican that got expelled from office. Really? Okay, it's only happened like five times in history of Congress. And he's the first Republican? Wow. 
Yes, sir. Hmm. That's one. McCarthy thing. got him. McCarthy was behind all that, by the way, I think. Bannon thinks so, too. Yeah, we're good. it's all going to come out in the wash mm-hmm. because you know why? The Philippines, that country, they're so smart, and they woke up to eliminate Smartmatics from their having their voting machines in their next election. Oh, the Philippines, no Smartmatics. Yes. By the way, um, in Argentina, <laughs> in Argentina, where Javier Millet like won, the libertarian Trump admirer supporter wants to make Argentina great again. See, he uses the MAGA thing. <laughs> But they did. Uh, they they did. They hand counted the ballots down there. They did it by hand, apparently in Argentina, and they had the results like that night. It didn't drag on for a week or two or three or four or whatever you know you have happen here. But I don't know. We're both skeptics of the 2020 election count, and we don't need to litigate that right now. But interesting info on the Philippines. But uh, I don't know, Eric. Uh, I thought. I thought that'd be interesting to mention, you know. Yeah, yeah. oh, totally. Because totally. Every, yeah, everybody everybody has their uh, brilliant tactics, you know, Joe, Brian, and, yeah. Uh, well, Jack. I don't know about Jack. I think he's got an Obama phone. He needs to get rid of that Obama phone. That's oh, that's working. what his problem is. we got to get that guy a new phone. He's probably <laughs> using, he's using an Obama phone, isn't he? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Remember that black girl in Cleveland? A long time ago, oh, I got an Obama phone. Oh. I got an Obama, Obama free phone. <laughs> <laughs> you remember yeah. that segment when, the, yeah, everybody in Cleveland was getting Obama phones. Yeah. And happy as pigs in slop. I remember. Oh, my God. I remember that. That was that was back like in the <laughs> when McCain was running, right? It was around then. So. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. It was when Romney was running. No, Romney. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Boy, you you, and you then, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, and then you great American. I have to mention this. That cute, the cutest little kid, and I can't stand Kansas City Chiefs. But this little guy, did you see when he was in that uh, Indian headdress? Yep. His face, one side was painted black, and the other one was red. Yep. And the media, they sucked so bad that they only showed. The black side of his face instead of, you know, the black and red representing the oh, Kansas City Chiefs. The pathetic Chiefs woke colors. media goes after this little boy. What was he, like nine or ten? And they're calling Cute him a, a racist for dressing up a, like a Chiefs fan. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I, I'm having more text. Is, go ahead, go ahead. And his family, his family is of uh, Indian descent, for, for, for heaven's sake. <laughs> That's your media. And, but and then, Eric, before we uh, run out of time, people, okay. another another text. They want to hear a barber shop update. I don't know. Can you can you tell us about the barber shop lately? Where 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 well, are the, folks? The barber shop is closed today. You know, yeah. The okay. Black folks have to have a day of rest. You know, just like uh, <laughs> Jesus. You know, <laughs> our God. You know, he rested on the Sabbath. Yep. I give you an update next week. Okay. And I think that I touched all bases, I think, but uh, we got to get Jack another phone. Yeah, um, and I think Blake already dispatched that, right? It's already in the mail? Yeah, it's on its way. Did you send the chopper? Yep. Okay. It's, we sent the chopper. 
But uh, you were saying last night, we chatted last night, that uh, the barbershop, at least last you were in there, was looking pretty good for MAGA, for Trump. Oh, is that? And it's all over. It's all over the country. Yeah, I mean, it, you can YouTube it, and you can see, you know, men on the street. You know how they ask the media says, "Who are you voting for? Who are you voting for?" I'm voting for Trump. This one black dude said, even if he's in jail, he's gonna vote for Trump. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! It's so and Mark cute. Fisher, the BLM guy, is for Trump, yes. as you've pointed out. Uh, Interesting. Oh, here's the wall, Eric. Okay, you're amazing. Listen to podcasts of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710knus.com. Seems like yesterday, but it was long ago. Jane, it was lovely, she was the queen of my night. There in the darkness with the radio playing low end. And the secrets that we shared. Mountains that we move Caught like a wildfire out of control Till there was nothing left to burn And nothing left to prove Ah, little Bob Seger bringing us back Against the wind, this guy You cannot deny it. it's a beautiful tune From that Detroit Motor City man It was between this and, um, you know that song, You'll Accompany Me? Heard that one today. So there I am, weighing the bumper music. Is it Against the Wind or is it You'll Accompany Me? And the wind won one. Three W's in a row. Anyway, so glad you're on board, Matt Dunn here. And we'll, we'll get to more phones in just a moment, Tito. I did want to get to Trump in Iowa. Oh, Trump's just cruising to dominate in Iowa. But the DeSantis people are out there trying to say, oh, they've got Vanderplatz. This evangelical guy, they paid. They paid him. <laughs> and they're saying the Kim Reynolds endorsement, who is, if you look at the poll data, has the highest unpopularity rating of any governor in America, getting worse after her endorsing of DeSantis. So they're trying, they're firing everybody, and they're never back down packed. DeSantis is trying, and they're shilling, they're shilling, but not going to happen for DeSantis. And uh, Fox News sent a fellow into this bar in Georgia asking people, hey, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Everyone said Trump. Who do you think is going to win this election? Trump. What about you, sir? Trump. Yep. And what about you, sir? Donald Trump. Ditto. Ditto, what about you? Same. You think Donald Trump's going to win? Yes, sir, I think so, too. So, of course, uh, we're in Georgia, and it's pretty much Trump country, so I'm not surprised that you got a lot of folks that feel like Donald Trump is going to win. Yeah, Georgia, but if you look at, like, the whole country, it's Trump country. Look at the data. I mean, that's that. Trump showed up in Iowa yesterday. And laid on a laid on a few little sound bites here. I just brought a few so you get the flavor of it. Brief ones. We will restore law and order to our communities and we will respect our police again. And I will direct a completely overhaul DOJ to investigate every Marxist prosecutor in America for their illegal 
racist in reverse enforcement of the law. An overhauled DOJ. Oh, that is music to mine ears. Oh, I love hearing that. And how about, how about, yeah, let's be a great nation again. Three years ago, we were a great nation, and we will soon be a great nation again. He plays that music these days in his closing moments of his rallies, and it adds it adds to the drama. It adds to the pathos. You know what I mean? And let's how about let's hear uh, let's hear this one. But Joe Biden is not the defender of American democracy. Joe Biden is the destroyer of American democracy, and it's. It's him and his people. They're the wreckers of the American dream. The American dream is dead with them in office. It's uh, sad. We had such a dream. We had such an American dream. We had such an incredible administration. But it died when these people came into office. Oh, you can just feel it. You can just feel it. You know, all the folks that chilled and worked so hard to try to get Biden in there, 81 million. Yeah, right. How are they feeling now? Any any remorse? Yeah, they should be embarrassed. Were they embarrassed at Thanksgiving to say, uh, yeah, uh, well, Biden, um, maybe we shouldn't have done that one. RFK trying to act like he's some kind of a conservative now. Just so you get this one, RFK slamming Rush Limbaugh as a crazy man. This bothers me. I take it personally. Slamming talk radio. RFK has a problem with talk radio. Leader was able to gather the most support was Rush Limbaugh, and he has a full 13% of the Republican Party who th- sees him as the most dynamic national spokesman for the Republican Party. And, he, of course, he's a nutcase. He's a, he's a, he's a wing nut. <laughs> well, he's I, I, a rada- radical, crazy, oh, yeah. drug-addled drug wing nut. No, I think, you and know, then, I, I've uh, said it before, and I... I that's my RFK imitation. Is it getting better? <laughs> anyway, RFK, yeah, he's an America laster, doesn't like talk radio, doesn't want you to have a voice. Yeah, it's, forget that, dude. I don't need any MAGA people having any RFK t- temptations. Should we do a quick Elvis? This is the Blake. This is this is for you, brother. You got to hear this one. This is how you doing, Elvis, leading into his monkey business song. Thank you, Mama. Who ever heard of? You're not gonna do that that thing. Who originally did this? You're not gonna do that. Okay. All right. I think it's Jerry Reed playing guitar on this one. Okay, let's try it the other way. Wow, hear that voice. Wow, I killed the boy. Whoever heard of him? Help him, somebody. Whoever heard of him? The boy's squirrely. Whoever heard of it? 
Jerry Reed. Bringing it. What talent on this guy. Salesman talking to me, trying to run me up a creek. Said you can buy it, go and try it, you can pay me next week. Too much monkey business. That's my thinking about RFK. Too much monkey business. Too much monkey business for me to be involved in. Somebody texted in. Your RFK imitation is top to notch. To Amen, brother out there. Write a book. Uh-uh. Too much monkey business. All right, let's fade that one down. I just I needed you to hear that because somehow I've gotten into saying, whoever heard of it? <laughs> whoever heard of them? And that comes from that clip right there. You know, we're imitating Elvis. You know, and somebody mentions some name and you're like, oh, whoever heard of him? That's where it comes from. You got to listen to, um, don't know what album that is from. It's some compilation more recently released of the studio tracks added on, the banter added on to the songs like they do, you know. And Elvis just sitting there in studio, just flexing his voice like that and saying, you know, wow. That dude, talent, talent on loan. From, yeah, you know the Limbaugh line. Let's, uh, thank you for the, I had, I had compliments on the RFK and the Henry Kissinger imitations last night. They, someone said my, my Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart, needs a little work. Ah, Mr. Potter, why'd you go and do that for? That's not too bad. I'm working on it. It's a wonderful life. Let's say hey to Dave in Centennial, Sorry, we're bantering around here, but what's on your mind, Dave? Matt, a couple of things. Uh, the meeting that Biden had with the Red Chinese in San Francisco last week. Yeah. Supposedly, he pledged millions and thousands of dollars to the Red Chinese to help bolster their economy, if you can believe that. That's nice of him. We're helping Ukraine. We might as well help China. Yeah. And one of the other, one of the other things, not to cut you off. Go ahead. The uh, the uh, meeting they're having in Dubai with all of the uh, global warming and everything. None of those things are going to apply to China because they have it as a growing. I don't know the terminology. Aspiring economy or country. Um, I just find that just unbelievable that they're uh, not being held accountable at all because there's there's a struggling economy, a struggling company, country, that is. Yeah. Well, they make everything for us over there in China. They did, they sent us a virus. That was nice of them to do that a couple of years ago. Very, very. Yeah. Kissinger opened the door to China. Kissinger just passed away at the age of 100. Talked about him last <clears throat> night. I don't think that's been good for us. Do you, Dave, this China stuff? I don't think so either. Love love the show. You hey, Dave, and Bye-bye. did you see that Newsom cleaned up San Fran for the Chicom oh, yeah. visit? Did that impress you much, Dave? Well, I like seeing the map on where not to step. <laughs> and DeSantis did, did point that out. Yeah. He did. Thank you, Dave. Bye-bye. All the best to you. Little Marty Robbins taking us to the wall. Be right back. Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS.
about a little Adeste Fideles from Luciano Pavarotti? Yeah, had a text or two identify that singer. Not an especially hard one there, yeah. That is our sacred song tonight, and we might be playing some Christmas-themed sacred numbers as we head into December 25th. That birthday, the greatest birthday, coming right up. We've started the Advent calendar with the kids a couple of days ago. And again, hope you've had a sacred Sunday across Colorado. And as we let that drop under us, Mr. Blake, when Trump was in Iowa, when he was in Iowa yesterday, he had a room full of pastors kind of putting their hands on his back and praying with him and praying with Trump. And I thought I'd just bring a little sound from that. A sacred moment in Iowa. Gates of hell will not prevail against him. I always speak this over him, Lord. I pray for protection over him. I pray for protection over his family. And Lord, uh, that all the weapons formed against him will not prosper. Yes. Yes. Lord, they will come to nothing. And the traps that have been laid against him. Yes. The people that laid the traps, they will be caught in their own traps. Yes. So, Father, we thank you now, Lord, for a great favor. And I pray, Lord, that... President Trump would trust in you, not on his understanding, but acknowledge you in all his ways, Lord. And I trust you that you will direct his paths. And Lord, yes, there is a great victory, not only for this nation, but for the world, because of the calling and the that you've placed on this man. We say this in agreement right now, and Lord, we thank you that it should be done by our Father in heaven. Amen. Can we get an amen? That's a room full of pastors. There's probably 30, 40 of them praying with Donald Trump before he went on stage in Grand Rapids. Or no, Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids yesterday in Iowa. Can we get an amen for that? Taking on the deep state is not an easy business. It's a dangerous business. It's a risky business. Donald Trump is putting his life on the line, his family's life on the line to save this country. And I think we need some prayers out there for that, for his personal safety. And uh, and for the future of this country, he's carrying a lot on his plate, ladies and gentlemen. Prayers, prayers up. Had a uh, great text. Uh, <laughs> had com- compliments on the RFK imitation I do. And um, Martha asks, uh, what is RFK's malady? Sounds like an elderly Catherine Hepburn. And I thought... Um, that's a pretty good analogy, an elderly Catherine Hepburn. And, you know, it's not nice of me to make fun of RFK's voice, but then it's not nice of RFK to slam Rush Limbaugh as a freak and a radical and all those ugly names he just called him. So it's not nice. And, you know, um, but, you know, I guess we're kind of in that place right now. And I hope I didn't hurt RFK's feelings, you know, because we wouldn't want to have hurt feelings now, would we? Your sister suggests I try a lady size. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. I'm not gonna wear a lady's wetsuit. I'm a man. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. Give me a small man's wetsuit, please. Yeah. It's my birthday. <laughs> That's the hurt feelings clip that I bring out. Whenever I am at risk of hurting somebody's feelings as I was then, and uh, 
Great American asks if I can do James Earl Jones. I don't think I can do that one. Speaking of Catherine Hepburn, Rooster Cogburn, should I do a John Wayne? I don't care if you love me, Missy. I'm not staying. I got a herd to move. <laughs> that, I got to work on that one? I don't know. Mediocre? I might start throwing out the imitations more often because I, I do them all the time at home. When I read my kids' books, I'm reading my kids this spy school book right now. It's a great kids' book, and there's, like, these characters that are from England and from Russia. And so I do the Russian accent for the Russian characters. I do the British accent for the British characters. I do uh, Chicago, New York. I do all kinds of... And my kids don't know how good... I'm just, I'm just you know, lame, boring dad, right? But how many dads are reading, like, you know, professional-grade accents to their kids with the children's books? How many? I mean... Pat dad on the back a little bit. Yeah. Um, boring dad who drives a minivan. Yeah. Uh, James Earl Jones. The Darth Vader. Oh, I don't know, Eric. I don't I don't think. And Eric, by the way, sent in the list of the uh, names of the six members of Congress expelled from office in American history. One, John B. Clark of Missouri in 1861. Whoever heard of him? Whoever heard of him? John W. Reed, Missouri, 1861. Henry Burnett, Kentucky, 1861. I think they were doing Confederate stuff, those guys. But as, uh, as Elvis would say, whoever heard of him? Michael Myers, Pennsylvania, expelled in 1980. James Trafficant, Ohio, expelled in 2002. And then George Santos, New York, Expelled in 2023. Good job, Republicans. Well done, people. Yeah. At any rate, uh, <laughs> no one commented yet on the John Wayne accent, so uh, I might drop that one off the radar screen. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, you know, just look at, looking for feedback. You know, kind of. Isn't that pathetic? <laughs> Let's say hi to Brian in Denver. Brian, thanks for coming in, checking in. What's on your mind? Is Brian there? Yeah, no, Frank. Oh, you're Frank. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Matt, for bringing in the tea leaves and drinking tea tonight. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're reading them tea leaves correctly. Um, you know, I um, I appreciate you standing in for Randy too. Both of you guys are on our side and doing the right thing. I should say, by the way, Randy will be in for me next Sunday where I have to be briefly out of backbone for a Sunday. Randy will be in here next week, so get ready and show that guy some love. Tell well, you. you guys are a great pair. Hey, um, you know, I think it's interesting that uh, Chi G uh, asked Biden for some help in his tough times. I think, though, until America starts realizing that we, we need the right man for the job to leverage some of these weaknesses for the benefit of the world, like I think Trump's skills of making a deal, he would say, okay, maybe we could help you guys, but for that, we want some uh, payback. We want you to quit building your Navy so much, quit coming to the aid of Russia, ask them to pull back out of Ukraine, quit stomping on people, working a deal with the, you know, the uh, Ukrainians. And uh, I, I just think we need somebody like that with that kind of deal-making ability rather than trying to run this political... Uh, falseness, uh, you know, for the Democrats. It's it's uh, running us down to a hole that may be one day in, unsurvivable. 
I agree with you, Frank, Brian. That's just, uh, you know, but it's the big billionaire America Lasters corporate globalist types that have gotten themselves dependent on slave labor in China, and they're they're making the rest of us suffer for it, you know? And you could say maybe we get cheaper products, but no, that does not work out well for us. You know, it just doesn't. It screws up our economy and our middle class and our working class, and we end up spending just as much money on stuff anyway. So, uh, oh, looks like it's end of show. Saddle Pals, thank you for being on board with us, riding the range. We've had a great weekend together, last night and tonight. Prepare for the podcast coming on very shortly. Until then. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525.